Hey, what's up, Sports Ethos fans? Uh, it's July. It's too hot outside. So mm-hmm. I'm using a different microphone uh, while my air conditioner is blasting. Uh, do I care about the quality of this show? No. No, I don't, because I don't care, because it's July. We should not be talking about basketball. We should be on vacation somewhere. We're going to ramp up these podcasts into August and September and obviously October with more guests and more shows, maybe eventually going weekly. Uh, but you're listening to Supermax, and uh, I'm Jared Russo. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm here with my other co-host who also has to deal with hot weather because we live on Earth, which is a hellscape. That is true. That is true. It is not any easier here in Atlanta. As a matter of fact, it's uh, it got up to 98 today. So, uh, you know, yeah. that's fun. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, so, Mr. Ross King, we so. don't really have a game plan or a script or a topic with really the only exception is a lot of free agency has concluded and the draft has concluded. I don't believe we have discussed any of that on air. We haven't yet. And I have updated a lot of these rankings with new numbers. And there are still a couple of pieces left to fall. There's a Donovan Mitchell trade and maybe a Durant deal. We'll get to that next month if it ever happens. Uh, but we're just going to focus on the super secret rankings that we keep talking about that I'm putting together for the last several months, trying to suss out the top 100 or so best players for salary cap leagues, a.k.a. this is sort of the list of the best values in the NBA. Top 100 best value for for Mm. fantasy. Obviously not for real life because LeBron would just be number one. Right. Giannis would be, you know what I mean? Like like Steph would be number three, but like that's whatever. Those guys are different in fantasy. You have not seen these rankings. Is that correct? That is correct. Would you be shocked to learn that Number one, DeJounte Murray has fallen from grace no, after no. being the like the day after the, our, our season ended, the 21-22 season. I was like, I think DeJounte Murray is number one. And he's been there since March. He's gone. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. He's, he's with the Hawks. His value as far as output's going to go down a little bit with, the, with Trey little. Young back there. A little. Uh, I, I'm, I'm being very nice and saying a little. But uh, it's still going to be uh, – he's still going to be a great player, I think, and a great piece for the Hawks. It's just as a fantasy asset, that value does go down. Uh, so, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with, with oh, making that choice. It's going to go down considerably. I have no interest talking about fantasy in getting into the nitpicky, nitpicky details of real-life ball because, like, that is chemistry, and that's like playing defense. Those things don't – add up to points. I'm, I'm interested in points, fantasy points. And DeJounte Murray is not going to put up anywhere near as many fantasy points as he did on a barren Spurs team. He's going to have to deal with Trey Young. So as it stands, the first round is completely the same with the exception of DeJounte Murray falls from number one to number 10. That's so that fair. literally just pushes everyone up and he just goes to the bottom of the first round. So he's your number 10 now. So who is now your new number one? John Morant has slid up to number one. Yep. Yeah. He, he was did. number two. Um, I'm still always going to favor personally cheaper contracts 
with a few exceptions. So DeJounte Murray doesn't fall into the second or third rounds because he has a relatively cheap contract. Sabonis is a first rounder, cheap contract. Uh, it is really hard for me to put you in the first round if you're making more than like low 30s, which is why like guys like Luka and Jokic and Tatum and Young are in there because they're making real low 30s. I also have another piece of staggering news. Go on. I've had to, I've had to considerably drop Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, I I've already lost that board bet so oh! hard, dude. God, t- dude, that Gobert trade sunk his value because he's not getting nearly as many rebounds. Nope. No, he is not. No, he fell from the top of round two to the bottom of round two. You can't see twenty. I'm smiling a lot right now because, oh. hey, that board bet is won before the season even begins. Let's go. And I'll, I'll tell you what, we're not even going to get into the Gobert trade, which is maybe one of the worst trades I've ever seen in my life. No, I don't. I, I, oh, but, uh, but, uh, it's, uh, it's so bad it makes other deals after it worse. Like the Mitchell trade will be much worse for the Knicks because of that Gobert deal. That's how bad it is. Oh, you're you're penciling into the Knicks. Okay, it's a black um, hole of of awful. It's uh, it's. <sighs> I cannot believe I, I have to go on this tangent for a second. Sorry, go off that they gave up three. Okay, so let's go back to last season. I don't remember when it was exactly. We went over the worst contracts in basketball, and one of the ones that I submitted was Rudy Gobert, because I said at the time he was not a bad player. It's not like he was, you know, uh, I can't even think of it. It wasn't like he was a Jonathan Isaac not playing at all. He was playing. He was playing well. But he also is going to a deal where he's going to make like something like $46 million four years from now. He's not going to be effective then. The Timberwolves have just – that they have this, this growing thing, right? They have Carl Anthony Towns. They have Anthony Edwards. They have picks to add to, to this group or they have picks to deal for a guy who can really put them over the top. Who is it that looked at everybody available and said, you know what we need? Rudy Gobert. That's it. That's our guy. Because whoever that person is that said that is an idiot and deserves to be fired. You're not preaching to the choir. You're preaching to the preacher. Rudy Gobert gets played off the floor in playoff games. Yeah. He is a regular season floor raiser who is getting a little long in the tooth and really doesn't contribute too much on offense. I don't know. I mean, I say these things like maybe in a new place with a new coach with new, you know, like maybe there's some variance there, but, but again, this is fantasy. His, He's undraftable, I think. Carl Anthony Towns stock took a huge hit. He went from like 11, 12, like borderline first rounder. He's he's in that like maybe he slides to the third round. Mm-hmm. Cool. I also have some big news. There was a man who was not on this ranking who signed a deal who shot up above Carl Anthony Towns. So all the way to the second round, the bottom of the second round, 
So like a top 20 value. And before the deal he signed, he was not even in this spreadsheet. Do you know who that man is? It'll be a new deal for this season. Hmm. Like he was like technically a free agent and he just signed a deal recently and he went from like, you're undraftable to tell me oh, second round, huh? Former MVP. John Wall. Of course. No. No. He's not a former MVP. He was in my heart. Former MVP that... that, uh, uh, Signed a one plus one. James Harden really went that high for you? Harden is getting paid less than Carl Anthony Towns. Just just think about it. He's getting paid less than Joel Embiid. This is this is true. He's getting paid I, less than Luca, and he's getting paid like two hundred thousand dollars more than Jokic. I think that's a really good value. Take the that's salaries really out of it, though, for a second. Do you think Harden, production-wise, based off what we saw after the 76ers trade, is worth shooting up that high? I don't based think so. On, based on my rankings, if I'm paying someone thirty-two to thirty-three million dollars for fantasy. I would much rather take James Harden over Carl Anthony Towns. I'm not saying don't take him over Carl Anthony Towns, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. That one's tough for me. So uh, in like the top four rounds, so like the top 40 dudes, he's not better than Embiid or, or, or Luka or Jokic. But it's, it's now getting to a point where it's like, boy, he took that took that pay cut i like him more than shay i like him more than donovan mitchell i like him more than jalen brown i like him more than booker i like him more than like there's so many dudes who like make like high 20 low 30s who i would just much prefer taking james harden over he's a fantasy monster when he's healthy and now he's got time to like heal and he seems like okay i'm taking a pay cut like this is like i have to lock in now i have to like earn the next deal like mm-hmm. I'm going to take this more seriously. Like he might return to like that yeah. first, first half of the Brooklyn, like MVP conversation. Like, I think that is a tremendous, I can't believe I'm not going to have to pay him a max. Yeah. I, I get, I get what you're saying. I just, I, I don't know if he's gone up that high for me as a result, but yeah, like he's going to be higher than he would have been if he opted into the player deal. Cause that's about 13, million i believe that you're saving off of that deal but yeah 14 something like that but he he didn't look like a great player with philly last year and I've, and i mean obviously he can come back you know he's everything about his offseason he's had a great offseason yada yada he'll, yada he'll be better he'll be better he won't play like crap i mean that's possible but i, I don't know man i this don't is, know this is regular season and it's fantasy and his averages are astronomical also he scored more fantasy points and total points he scored more than carl anthony towns last year i think he played fewer games but like he just scored so many extra points like per game that he scored in total more than carl anthony towns i get where you're coming from with this and i'm not saying you're 100 going to be wrong i personally cannot put him as high as you have him right now at this moment 
are you looking at the the spreadsheet that you and I are the only people on earth to, to be in on? No, but I can pull it up right now. I would want you to pull it up because I want you to look at some of the names in round three because they involve some rookies. I've now put rookies into this into these rankings. And the I'm rookies surprised are- Paulo Banquero is not number one overall, but continue. So I have the rookies at the bottom of round three and the top of round four. Mm-hmm. And it's it's Chet and Paulo at the top. And then like further down are some other rookie names, but I would rather have James Harden than any of those young guys. I'd, ha- I'd rather have James Harden than any of the dudes in, in round three, which are all super cheap, young kind of off the bench shooter dudes. So I'm talking like the giddies and Banes and heroes and pools of the world. Like they're good, but they do not average what Harden does. And he's, He's getting paid less than he should. It's just, I, I just like, when I heard the news of like how much he was like giving up to the Sixers, I was like, dude, that guy's going to be a fantasy salary cap league monster this season. I, I, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I think I would put him closer to where you have Chet and Paolo than I would all the wow, way up here in round really? two. Yeah. Cause it's still 32 million for a guy who wasn't, horribly effective near the end of last season there were games where the dude didn't score double digit points and was missing 12 13 14 15 shots when did he? Th- there were a lot of games like Sixers. that like like when i just i just that was, don't that was a deadline right february something okay i just i just in my head i cannot see the march april james harden on the sixers or the playoff, like I just can't see him just doing that the whole year. It's dude, it's entirely possible, and that's why I cannot. After what you just showed me as James Harden, what you have just shown me, I cannot put him that high. I'm not saying that you personally cannot. You are allowed to do what you want to do. I do not sign off on him being a second round pick. You can talk me into late third round, maybe where you have Keldon Johnson, somewhere in that area right there. You would rather take Keldon Johnson? Keldon Johnson, looking at your you're looking at your list right now, rounds two yeah. and three. Yeah. The Keldon Johnson, Chet, Colm, Chet Holmgren, Paolo Bancaro area is about where I'd put Harden because, because I think his production is going to be slightly better than those guys, but they're also way cheaper. They're cheaper. He has upside. Don't get me wrong. He had. We've seen it before. He has the upside. Upside. But I just think the floor is so high. I don't. I don't think the floor is as high as it used to be. I think that. Oh yeah, obviously not as it used to be. But. No, I think it's not even close. Like you're, you're, you're forgetting the entire second half. His entire Sixers run, really. It's not great. That, it's that not great at all. Really good. All right, and it, and he can. He, okay, again, he can bounce back and be an effective, good player. I just think putting him where you have him right now is just... All right. Here's what I'm willing to do. Here's what I'm willing to do. I'm going to move them down beneath Fred Van Vliet. And I'm going to move those guys up. I'm going to move Giddy and Podal. Pertle? 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 Into... That feels weird, though, to put Jakob into the bottom of the second. I'd rather put Jordan Poole at the bottom of the second, personally. I mean, I'm I am looking at the contract year, yes, no column, 
And I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to definitely double check a lot because a lot of new deals happened and I have to d- determine like player option versus team option. Like, you know, like which one of those really counts yeah. as like a contract year. Well, I also think I'd be shocked if Jakob finishes the season with the Spurs next year. Yeah, that's also true. All right. I'll, I'll drop him a little bit, but boy, oh boy. I did put the Y next to James Harden's name because he is technically playing for, uh, you know, like he can opt out. Yeah, yeah, player it's player option. And then, player yeah, option so. yeah. But I'm also moving Carl Anthony Towns down. No, as you should. As, yes. I, I didn't uh, even get right. I didn't even gotten to him yet, but 100% he should have gone down as well. Um, go ahead. Sorry. Let's, let's get to uh, another big elephant in the room. I, I have Chet as the number one rookie at the bottom of the third, and I have Paulo literally yeah, once no, after him. After the one four break, that's fine. You're, you're okay. With you're that? allowed to. You're allowed to be wrong. It's fine. Why? Why do you think Paulo for two million dollars more should be put above Chet? I just like him more. That's just. This is a complete bias thing. I think. Uh, I think. Nah, I, no, I think. I think Orlando's hard. gonna. I think Orlando's gonna run a lot through him. We saw him do a lot of effective stuff in summer league, um, and they even stopped playing him because they're like, we don't. We we know you're good. We don't want you to be hurt. Um, Chet, I'm not sure when he starts going against the big guys who are like, even like your Carl Anthony Towns, your Rudy Gobert, the the guys who are that physical size, um, how he's going to hold up against them. Well, here's what's going to happen on defense. He might get massacred the whole year, but I don't care because he will still get a bunch of blocks in because he's crazy tall. And he will still jack up shots from beyond the arc where a lot of those centers will not be able to guard him. Got a little shake and bake. He's got some moves. I I mean, he can do those things, but if you're getting constantly bruised and just pummeled on a defensive end, it affects your offensive end. It does. That's true. true. The only reason I have Chet one spot above Paulo is because in the back of my head, you hate the magic. In the back wait, of my head. No, no, wait, no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. No. Wait, no, 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 no. No, complete sidetrack. You already have Donovan Mitchell as the Knicks. That's that's a joke. As that's a that's a personal that's not a joke. That's, that's not I don't think it's on the official salary sheet. Uh, but that's okay. So let's let me get to my point. The only reason I have checked one spot of Apollo is in the back of my head. I had to remember that Paulo plays with Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. And Chet does not have anyone tall on the on the Thunder. I can't name you another legitly a legit good power forward or center on the Thunder who he's competing with in terms of like time played, spacing, like, oh, Poku's playing better. We got to sub him. No, Chet's the guy. He's the only big man on that team. And you can play small. Whereas Paulo, I feel like like Jalen Suggs and Fultz and Wagner and, and Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. Like those are all really good young guys who also have to prove themselves and are not necessarily facilitators like uh, SGA and Giddy who can just kind of like just feed Chet and play like pick and roll or whatever. Like Paulo, he's just got like a little more of a, of a cast to kind of, you know, like you can't just all be him. Like this year can be only checked for the Thunder and for the Magic. It's like ideally you want it to be all all Bancaro, but like 
he got all other, a lot of other mouths to feed. That's the only reason I have him too. All right, that's a decent argument. I'm not Thank saying you. I completely buy it, but it's decent. I um, just don't think you, you thought about it, so that's that's good. And I, I did I appreciate I, you thinking. Um, I really, I really tried my best to fit the rookies where I think they should be placed. So I do, I do think, and, and you might laugh at this. People have laughed at me, and I've said this before, and I, I, I fully believe it's 100 percent true. Um, uh, he's healthy again. Markel Fultz can be a facilitator for this team. Um, he showed that toward the end of last season. The Magic were actually above 500 post All Star break. Um, they were they were a pretty good team, and now they get to add in Paolo. They had healthy Markel at that point. A lot of these guys coming into their own. Hopefully, Jalen Suggs can take that step. I don't know if Mobamba is going to stick around the entire season. I, th- I really think he's going to be traded by uh, by the uh, by deadline. Um, I think you're, oh. you're going to see a lot of, of these guys. This and year. Jonathan Isaac, he has to compete with Jonathan Isaac for the four. I, God, I, if if Jonathan Isaac never plays another day with the Magic, I will be happy. I hope he goes wherever, <laughs> wherever, whatever Bible Belt team he wants to go to. I hope that's where wow. he ends up. Wow, just just you're gonna cast them off to the Spurs or the Memphis or somewhere. If they have a second round pick available, I'll take it. Here, okay, so I'm looking at the depth chart. Here is who Chet is competing with for power forward slash center: uh, Darius Baisley, Poku, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, Derek Favors. Mike Muscala? You like, said Derek just, Favors. That's over. I mean, Derek Favors is – I mean, we, we go back and look at his scouting report. He's he's an amazing power forward center. He's one of the best players in the league. Oh, my God. Um, there's no way he could overcome him. So, okay. uh, Derek Favors. We're going to move on. I don't have any other rookies anywhere near Chet or Paulo. So, you have Who's to get to – the next guy? You, you have to get to the – Jaden Ivey's next one, yeah. No. You have but Jabari to, Smith. Sorry, Jabari Smith. You have right to get there. to the fifth round before you get to Jabari – Jaden Ivey, and then there's like another small gap to round six where I have Keegan Murray, who I might move up. And I literally just kind of placed a couple more rookies down there, as in like a maybe Benedict Matherin. Like, I don't know. Uh, and then round seven, it's literally just the rest of them sort of in like a placeholder. Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. to do with any of these rookies. Like, do I have any real faith that Johnny Davis for the Wizards is going to do something? No. You throw a dart and you see if it sticks. I think, you know, you have Cole Anthony here at the start of round seven, and I like to build up my magic guys, but I think they're going to kind of fade him a little bit. I don't, I mean, at three million, three million, I guess that's a, that's a good shot in the dark. Even, even if they uh, don't play him that much, you still have only spent 3 million. So it's not like you'd spend a whole bunch. Um, but I would not be surprised if, if he's like the eighth guy on the magic this year. God, I need him to be on the Knicks so bad. So, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to highlight his total it could points. I wish the total points from last season and his average points. Who are we talking about? Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony. All right. Round seven. I've highlighted them and I'm just going to quickly move my mouse and just look down and then up. And it takes a while before you hit someone who's like anywhere close. So he's like the best player in a sea of like rookies and young guys who underperformed. And I really want to move him up because like eat. He was really good last year. Yeah, yeah. And no, I get it, but I don't think he hits those numbers again. At least not in Orlando. <sighs> you know what? I'm gonna move him up because I don't need to have Benedict Matherin ranked above him. Because please. So I'm moving him up. So now he's in round six. Benedict Cumberbatch. 
I really want to say Benedict Cumberbatch every time. Um, I might move Johnny Davis down even more. Like I would rather like kind of bet on like Jalen Duran or Mark Williams kind of starting at center at a certain point for the Pistons and Hornets. Taco Bell called. Johnny, they want Johnny Davis higher. Um, I, I'm also not quite sure what to do with this uh, Shaden Sharp, Dyson Daniels, Jeremy Sohan. Like I could see them like not really playing at all or like not like playing at all, but like, like Primo, you know, like never saw him when he was a rookie and like right. Lonnie Walker, you know, like never saw, like there's just a lot of spurs. So you just like never see. And there's like Pelican players like um, Kira Lewis, you never played. So like, I, I, I want to move them down further, but I can't. Cause then you look at like round eight and it's like Darius Faisley again. Like <laughs> I'm looking at this. I'm trying to figure out who I put higher in the lower later rounds i would love for you to go through this and like just move people around you put jalen brunson in round eight the guy the knicks just paid him so much he's obviously gonna be the most amazing player of all time um let's see here so the original deal that was announced was he was getting paid like low 20s and i was like oh here we go and then they like showed the official numbers and he was like 27.7 and i was like that's that's a lot of money he might might be, he might be one of those guys who averages 27.7 fantasy so it's like one million dollars per fantasy at point on average and i'm like that's not great value yeah 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 um especially if we trade for you know, one, i'm sorry one one guy i'm not seeing that i did bring up earlier as a joke um but now i'm like we should probably have him somewhere on here uh Look, John Wall is only five million. Oh, shoot! Where is John Wall? I don't. I don't see him. I mean, I just skipped over him, but I don't see him anywhere. Uh oh. Okay, he's stuck in around nine. Do you want me to move him up? Oh, I completely missed him. Uh, I would probably put him around around. Uh, I put him around those rookies. Like honestly, because you're not really sure exactly what you're going to get out of him, but. If, if he's anything like a John Wall, if he's if he's eighty percent of the John Wall we've seen before, that's that could be that's a like a second round value. Then he is he has rocketed above the AJ Griffins of the world. Uh, he is now uh, right behind Emmanuel Quickly, who I like, but is it's. I, I have a hard time seeing him ever getting a shot at a starting gig if we have a Brunson-Mitchell uh, backcourt. Um, so he'll just be an off-the-bench kind of microwave heat check guy, which it's like, it's really good for $2 million, but like... So he's, he's around there. He might sneak up, but it's going to be hard for me to justify putting him above names like Daniel Gafford, who is a young guy making $1.9 million and starts for the Wizards or PJ Washington in like a contract year or like Shengun Shengun who uh, no longer has to worry about another center sort of starting over him for the Rockets. True. I can't put John Wall above those guys. That's fair. That's fair. I, round I, think seven. Is, I think round seven is a fair place for him right now. Cause we don't know what John Wall we're going to get. But I, like I said, John Wall could end up being a guy who has like second round value once we see him play, because you know, if you're getting, 60 to 80 percent of what he was with the wizards that's that's an amazing value i have a hard time believing he'll be 
more than 75% of what he was on the Wizards, especially since. No, 80 is my cap for him, but, but I mean, okay, but that's like, still possible. The Wizards were a team built around him and Beal, whereas the Clippers are a team built around Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe he doesn't even – I mean, he'll probably start, but, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, he's going to end up being the second option a lot of times because you can't keep Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the court at the same time ever um, just because of health. So, But that's insulting to, to Reggie Jackson, who's in a contract here. Oh, my God. By the way, I really have to go through and update these contract years because I bet you there are some guys who like signed extensions who are like no longer in contract years. Mm-hmm. So I might have to redo a lot of this, but you can kind of tell that like there's like these like peaks and valleys or it's like guys I'm confident in at these rounds. And then a lot of like guys who I'm like, I don't know, but it says contract year. So they'll get put there. So you'll see just like a glut of contract years in certain rounds because it's just like they're fighting for their lives. I'll have to go through and figure out who, uh, I'll help you with that. We'll figure it out. Because I want this list to be both of our rankings. Mm-hmm. And I want some some contention. Like, you know, like I'm willing to drop James Harden uh, if you're willing to go through and also give me some, some notes on he should be here, he's too high, he's too low, because then that's good fodder for the podcast. Well, I guess. And it's also not just think- one man losing his mind. Right, fair. I'll have to do that for our uh, next recording, which would be in August, correct? Uh, well, yeah, July's almost over. Yeah, yeah, it'll have to be in August. Um, I, I also had to put some some guys in the best of the rest, which I'm just going to rename Undraftable. Zach Levine signed a new contract. Mm. He's undraftable. Thirty-seven million dollars. Rashawn Holmes is undraftable. He can bounce back, and that's a great deal. All right, Rashawn Holmes, you're now underneath Miles Bridges, who's under arrest. Um, Jaron Jackson (laughs) Jr. I just noticed at the bottom Ben Simmons, LOL. Tobias Harris, LOL. Yeah, I'm not even going to bring up their numbers. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. Undraftable, Uh, injury related, and his contract's too large. Alonzo Ball, undraftable, injury-related. Um, Butler, Beal, James, Middleton, Drew Holiday, D'Angelo Russell, none of those names should surprise you. They just make too much money, and they don't put up mm-hmm. enough uh, fantasy. Uh, same with Curry and Durant. Uh, I have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on here. Yeah, no, they that's just, fair. They make 43 The only guy left on this list I would contend a little bit is John Collins. He put up some good numbers for me, at least, last year. Um, on that same value that he's getting this year, 23.5. Uh, I, I would not put him in the undraftable. I would put him up a category. Um, I, I, I don't think him up and I move yeah, Miles Bridges down. I, I don't, we don't even know where Miles Bridges is going to play. Um, yeah. No, I would imagine he, he plays for the Charlotte Hornets. I just don't know how much or if he ever plays basketball again. Um, I have Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. coming back uh, as undraftables because I really don't know what to make of them, and they also make a lot of money. Yeah, um, the Nuggets are uh, – we'll see how they turn out. Irving – oh, I should probably put Kyrie Irving not on the Lakers. Um, <laughs> more jokes. Uh, yeah, Gobert, Lillard, Irving, they just make too much. So those are all new undraftables. Um, this sort of like glut above those guys – a lot of them are on here because they averaged good numbers or were like uh, interesting waiver wire additions. So I'm not re- quite sure 
how to pare this down, this like really long list. Um, we'll have to go through it and uh, figure it out before our official rankings come out. Uh, yeah, eventually. I mean, if, if we just want to stick to like a 10 round kind of thing, for like a top 100, then a lot of these names are just going to be like honorable mentions, which is fine. That's sort of how they are listed now. So like, like remember when Rehachimura had like a good rookie season? We were like, oh, okay. And then nothing. Yeah. yeah I do remember fun. that. Yeah. So a lot of guys like that, um, like like Nikhil Alexander-Walker is now just like completely like just, no. He exists still. That's good for him. Like, I, like I, I have a hard time like putting like Precious Achua or like Isaiah Roby, who's now in the Spurs, or like some of the Portland guys like in real rankings because like they were just such no names who like contributed on garbage time teams for like yeah we're just gonna rest all of our starters or like play Drew Eubanks and Trenton Wofford like I can't rank you I, I can't put you with you know the Terrence Manns of the world the 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 Jeremy Grants of the world the Grant Williams of the world. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have any other random thoughts poking around these rankings? No, I think I'll have to uh, bring them up next time. So I think we're almost out of time. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? Go Magic! It's not quite uh, what I was expecting, but you know what? I, I probably should have expected that, honestly, now that I'm yeah yep well this has been great you can follow me on twitter at jared russo where can we find you on twitter at jared ross king we are out of time so adios everyone adios